It's beer o'clock and time for drunken time travel. This week you've been thinking about something, haven't you? I've been thinking about sauce. What have you been thinking about? What are the top three things Gav's been thinking about this week? I've been thinking about how busy I am at work. Right. And it's getting close to Doctor Who. It is, but and three one months, of, two months yeah, away. Yes. And one of my new favourite artists is going to be appearing in the new Doctor Who. Oh, YMCA going to be in Doctor Who? No, Foxes. And recording music for it as well. Very good. I didn't hear about that. So, yeah. Anyway, on my left, <laughs> a man who thought he could hypnotise me earlier. Anyway, it's the greatest man in the world. It's Irish Gav. And on my right, a man who thought Michael Jackson's black or white was about 60s Doctor Who. It's English Gav. If you want to contact us about this show or give us feedback, good or bad. Yes, then you can contact us in three different ways. Way number one, drunkentimefell at gmail.com. Way numero duo, on Twitter at drunktimefell. And lastly, via the Facebook. Say that again. Via the Facebook. Our official tedious link beer this time is Bulldog Abstract number 16. It is. And it has a cork and everything. It did indeed. So, this time it's episode 6 to 10 of the War Games. It's, and uh, yes, it's the last passage for the No. Take it away, Mr. Synopsis. Episode 6. Jamie and the Resistance are taken to the lecturer. The Doctor releases them and they're sent back to the war to get reinforcements. Isn't it normally the other way around? Jamie, Carstairs and the Doctor stay to get the processing equipment. Between miles, the security chief thinks there's a conspiracy between the war chief and the Doctor, as he read it in the 14 times. This enables the Doctor to escape to one of the space-time machines with the processors. The war chief becomes alerted to this and shrinks the machine's dimensions. With no drink-me potions, the Doctor, Jamie and Carstairs are almost crushed. This episode is proof Doctor Who is really Batman. The lecturer sounds like the name of a 60s Batman rhythm. Episode 7. The Doctor pretends to surrender but really pulls the old switcheroo and escapes in the now fixed ship. Now fixed ship. That's tough. Back at the alien HQ, they're tracking the ship when the warlord arrives, and he ain't pleased. The security chief blames the war chief, and vice versa. The Doctor, Jamie, and Carstairs meet up with Zoe before being captured and sent for excavation at the Chateau. The whereabouts of Gato are unknown. The Resistance rescues them and take control of the Chateau, but are under attack from HQ's brainwashed soldiers, brains not included. The Doctor sets up force field, but space-time ship appears and the alien soldiers kidnap him. This episode is proof Doctor Who is really Batman. The Doctor uses a smoke pellet to escape. Episode 8. The Doctor is taken to HQ and is interrogated by the security chief using the Viewmaster, but the Doctor refuses to cooperate even if he uses a speaking spell. The War Chief arrives and confirms that he and the Doctor are Time Lords. That's right. I said Time Lords. When alone, the War Chief says to the Doctor that the humans are being made to fight so that the strongest 
will then be used to take over the galaxy. They should also rule the galaxy together as father and son. Sorry, wrong franchise. The Doctor refuses. Back at the Chateau sans gâteau, Mexican banditos arrive to join the resistance. Ay caramba. The Doctor appears on communicator, telling them that he's taken control of one of the ships and for them to escape in it. The ship arrives at HQ, with the Doctor waiting alongside the war and security chiefs. He's sold out the resistance. This episode is proof Doctor Who's really Batman. The Doctor has a plan for defeating everyone. Episode 9. The Resistance are taken for processing and the Doctor goes to help. Stand by for more processing than a KFC meal. The Resistance is angry with the Doctor and he only pretends to process them. He explains the aliens would have used a neutron bomb on them if he hadn't intervened. Erstwhile, Security Chief Nixon has been recording the conversations between the Time Lords and expose their galaxy plans to the Warlord. In revenge, the War Chief kills the Security Chief. Too many chiefs and not enough Indians, I suppose. He tells the Doctor that the space-time machines are unable to get the soldiers back to their time as the machine batteries are worse than smartphones. The Doctor can't do it alone, so while he's summoning the Time Lords, the Warlord kills the War Chief before the Resistance can take him prisoner. The Doctor, Jamie and Zoe try to escape before the Time Lords arrive, but time has slowed down and they can barely make the TARDIS. This episode is proof of Doctor Who is really Batman, the alien guards look just like the penguins' goons. Episode 10. But they do make it inside and try to escape to no avail, as the Time Lords get control of the TARDIS and bring it to their planet. The Time Lords are trying the Warlord when he's rescued by his guards. Doesn't last long though, since he and they are all removed from history. Whoever they were. The Doctor is now tried with interfering with other planets. He says that someone had to fight evil, telling the Time Lords of the Daleks, Cyberman, and Quarks, I guess? While they deliberate, the Doctor, Jamie, and Zoe says goodbye at the, on their return to their own time. The Time Lords have decided on his punishment. He will be exiled to 20th century Earth, the secret of time travel removed from his mind, and his appearance changed. With that, his face begins to change. This episode is proof Doctor Who is really Batman. Batman changed his appearance too. He used to look like Val Gumba. So we have Time Lords. The Lords of the Time. What time? All the time. Yes. So I guess this is the first time uh, they've been mentioned. It is. First time they've mentioned and seen. Well, not seen. Well, we've seen a Time Lord for, for the last two Doctors. And don't forget the... Uh, and the, the other guy. Meddling monk. Yeah. But they didn't call him a time lord. For a sort of advanced civilization, they still need they need, they need a, a box to summon them. The doctor gets these cards out of his pocket and he assembles them into a box using his mind and then it disappears to summon the time lord. What's wrong with that? Better than a phone. <laughs> Is it better than a phone? Yeah. Okay, if I told you you couldn't have your phone anymore, but here's a box. If, it doesn't, if it, it doesn't have games or anything on it, so you if it's a play box, Ingress. I can control with my mind. You can just make it disappear and go to the Time Lords and that's it. I will make the sacrifice. Also, the box right. is uh, is a call forward to <laughs> the the Doctor's mm-hmm. Wife episode, where it was written in as, again a, a box mm-hmm. like that, not yes. quite like that, but yes, mm-hmm. it wasn't quite as glowy. No. So they've just 
fancied it up a bit in later generations. It was Bob's Mark II, wasn't it? This is just part, this is Bob's Mark II. Now, now, now we blow with this. <laughs> Have you ever felt stupid while summoning your home race? Now you can do it while having a glowy. <laughs> I don't What's know what that is. What's it having a glowy go? Just out of a twist. It's something that time loads off. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I see. I, don't, I, I, I begin to see why the doctor left time, well, the time mm. loop planet. For it has no name. So is that what we're calling it? A time loop planet. Time loop planet. The TLP. TLP, yes. From now on it shall be the TLP. It also showed the uh, Time Lords having some sort of mental powers as well. Oh yes, because they used it to torture the warlord. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Got him down on his knees, pulled him. <laughs> gave him a glowy. <laughs> Got down on his knees, gave him a glowy. The Doctor also mentioned that barring accidents, Time Lords can live forever. Yeah. Are we led to believe then that uh, the Doctor is an accident-prone Time Lord? Yeah. Well, Luke just can't die of old age. But the first Doctor died of old age. He... I don't know what he died of. He died because he was in an old body. He, he tripped over. He didn't trip over. He did. He didn't know. I don't know how he died. He just fell, he went to sleep and then he woke up somebody else. It was never explained. It was poisoned. It was, it was, he said, his body won't last long. <laughs> he didn't say, oh, I feel a bit queer and then fall over. Maybe he was just insanely bored with Ben. So he was bored with the Time Lords who left, and then he got bored with Ben. <laughs> yeah. So, so, well, I can't leave again. I would just <laughs> kill myself. Yeah. Fuck, that didn't work. <laughs> oh, he's still here. So um, he's not as bad as Jamie. That's a plausible explanation. I, th- I think so. I think you should write mm. this story. And it's already been wrote. Written. Yeah. That word. And to say there are these at Time Lords as well, but really advanced civilization. Yep. As I said there. They're doing a bit of a, a photo fit of what the Doctor could look like. And, uh, yes, because he has... It's just a five-year-old sketches that he has to flick through. Well, not quite flick through, but yes. Yes, because I said he could, uh, he could choose his new appearance. Yeah. So it came up on the big screen. But it was, yes, as you said, they were all like pencil sketches. Mm. Here's what you could vaguely maybe look like, sort of ish. I've already mentioned one of them looks a bit like the fifth doctor. Did they? I can't tell. But that's not really that's not really part of a, an ongoing arc or anything. It's just because one vaguely looks like somebody who eventually will play the doctor. Mm. Well, to be fair, the fifth doctor does look like a five-year-old drawing. <laughs> five-year-old ruin or five-year-old drawing? Both. Mm. Be nice of the fifth doctor. What? He's awesome. They're all awesome, guys. Damn. He's not prison, but you know, what can he do? What, so, about, what about the sixth? He's still. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll decide when we get there. So, yeah, their, their trials, they, just, they said, couldn't proceed until the accused speaks. Mm. 
which I thought was a slight problem with the system. Yeah. Because <laughs> surely you could have just gone, fine, I won't speak to him. Aha! Oh, damn! <laughs> we treat you again. It gets everybody. But yes, uh, it, it doesn't seem to be a very thoroughly thought out <laughs> legal system. It's alright, because they just torture anyone who, as you mentioned, with their mental powers, mental powers to make them speak. So it's, mm. it's all about board and fairly legal. Mm. You can't prove mental powers in court. <laughs> God knows you've tried, God. It was me, I wasn't doing anything. He was just crying out in pain by himself. Must yeah. have an headache. Or we had a glowing. <laughs> and also when they when they said we find you we found the doctor guilty, I just reminded me a bit of Superman two and the only People found sword guilty. 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 Damn these alien races. Damn them indeed. And people copying off uh, war games again. <laughs> Speaking of alien races, <laughs> the security chief was one of the aliens. Not the 100 metre four legged dash. No. Or the sequel to the aliens race. Okay, what? <laughs> the security chief. Yes, the security yeah. chief. Okay. It is. I'm thinking, is he a security chief or is he a manager of a speed skating team? Why is that? Because all the security guards look like the speed skaters. Oh, right. The ones that remind me a bit of the penguins doing. Yeah. Which who, who also do look like speed skaters, isn't it? Maybe he's just, maybe he's so angry. He's very angry. Maybe he's just disappointed because he didn't wear him win gold or something. Oh, Batman keeps beating him. Of the TLP Olympics. <laughs> Right, let's get on to the most exciting thing about the security chief. The way he talks. How does he talk? Well, he speaks, he says things like space-time machine, but he says them like space-time machine and the warlord. He just really emphasises everything. It's awesome. And he doesn't stop speaking like that ever. No. You know, some people say these things for emphasis, but he never stops speaking like that. He emphasises everything. It's just awesome. I didn't tell the problem with Warlord. Didn't you? No. I didn't say it. I said it was awesome. How was that no. having a problem with it? <laughs> if you look at having a problem... I, I never implied that you had a problem. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did not. I just said that I didn't have a problem <laughs> oh, the Tynos would find you so guilty. I can beat the Time Lords. Could you? I just won't talk. Well, they saw that. No, they, they haven't met me. Well, they'll just torture them, won't they? And then where were you going? I'm untorturable. Or they'll just refuse to give you beer then? My beer. <laughs> do you think Time Lords have beer? I fucking better do. Maybe that's why the Doctor left. That's why I'd leave. Because you saw on the uh, visualizers of other planets that there was beer and stuff, and you thought, I want to go for that. Well, there's people having fun on these planets. I'm going to go there. And then Susan came along with them to ruin that slightly. Mm. <laughs> Imagine if that's what it was doing all along, trying to run away from Susan, but she tagged along anyway. And the first chance he got, he got, he just, he just dematerialized without her in the dark and vision of her. 
Right, I'm going to have to get myself involved in all these scrapes, hope that she dies. <laughs> she never did. No. And thus was born his cover story. <laughs> so he left Godfrey just to get rid of Susan. Yeah, wait until he finds out she's on Earth as well. No, she's not. No, she is in the future. Yes, yes. Uh, he also, the security chief also listened to his own quote of the epic story. <laughs> yes. Because as I mentioned, he recorded things Nixon like. <laughs> and then at one bit he was listening to it and I was just like, is he, is he doing his own quote of the epic story? <laughs> this is my quote of the day. <laughs> Well, no, maybe I should do that. Well, just record people quote. at work. <laughs> record my own quote over there. What? If I record everything I say all day and then uh, listen back and... Uh, at the end of the day with your favourite thing you said. Yeah. yeah. And make a highlight of the week. These are these are my quotes of the day for the week. <laughs> these are my quotes of the day for the week. <laughs> what does that mean? Easy. How can you not pass that? Have you just arrived from the 18th century? <laughs> no. Polish that. Sounds like a BBC panel ship. He also died pretty well, the uh, security chief. Well, him and the war chief. They just sort of fell about a bit and in, in odd angles and things. I can't. Oh, really. you must be able to. No. It was awful. It, it's the way everybody dies in this show. No, no, this was particularly quintessential, I thought. And, uh, and we may have touched on it last time, I can't remember, but I did like the frosty relationship between uh, the two of them. Yeah, it, it was pretty much escalated in this uh, half of the uh, episode. They just didn't believe each other no matter what they said, and they uh, yeah kept yeah. secrets from each other and then ended up killing each other. Constant arguments all the time. And at one point, science by uh, was saying... What? The lecturer. The lecturer, yeah. Science boy. I've, I've, I've promoted him to science boy. Promoted him. Yeah. Uh, he, he goes to him, uh, perhaps he is a time lord. Well, sorry, that's what the security chief said to him. He said, perhaps he is a time lord. And science boy goes, can you prove this? No. That's why I said, perhaps. Science boy. No, that's why I said, perhaps. Space time machine. I did like that. Yes. And the war chief then. Yeah, is. Yeah, is other uh, argumentative compatriot. Yes. The, the yin to his yang. Yeah, he is uh, during. Uh, the space time yeah. to his machine. <laughs> yeah, during their bickering as well, uh, the war chief has said to him, You cannot provide an atom of proof. What is an atom of proof? I present to you hydrogen. You are lying. Is hydrogen, does hydrogen exist as an atom? Or is it always in a molecule? It exists as an atom. I thought hydrogen by itself usually existed as, is it H? Or is it just H? Is it oxygen that always is, a, is combined with itself? I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm just trying to prove your own, but I don't know myself actually. So there we are. Good work. Excellent. Yes, but the war chief knows of the doctor because he remembers him in his previous incarnation mm. trying to escape from Susan. Yeah, I just sort of like the familiarity between them when they met. 
Yeah, you didn't know if the doctor knew him or not. Or whether it was just friendly race relations. Friendly <laughs> racism. <laughs> yeah, and there was another point where uh, where the war chief he walked in on uh, on the security guy. Yeah. When he was questioning the doctor, he was questioning about uh, the war chief's betrayal. That amused me a bit. Well, I yes, and the war chief also called the TARDIS the TARDIS. Yes, Susan's name's really taken off. Yes. <laughs> she. Yes. Big, big continuity problem there, but sure. She might have called it the TARDIS before she left. So she invented the name TARDIS yes. when she was when she was going to school on Gallifrey. Oops. Yeah. TLP. <laughs> yes, she did. And it really took off. Because she didn't say she invented the name while she was in the uh, scrapyard. Oh, here's another thing. Maybe she didn't invent the name at all. She was lying. She was probably lying. The bitch. Or it's just uh, someone's obviously forgotten that she invented No, she came with the name back on TLP and it's uh, proliferated throughout the culture. And everybody calls it a TARDIS now. I, I remember when it used to be, well, I was cool whenever I first started calling it a TARDIS, but now everyone's doing it. Can mm. call it something else. Mm. What are you going to call it? A space time machine. <laughs> Arch- do you think that's what he's trying to do? With his emphasis, he's trying to start up a new name for it. Yeah, he's trying to start up a new Twitter hashtag. But it, it's not fine. One of the resistance leaders. Mm. Yes, one of the random Mexicans. The leader of some random Mexicans, mm. Arturo Villar. Um, he seemed to have a sal- salam- salamander's accident. Accident? <laughs> Everyone seems to have the, salamander's the, accent. That left him with the same accent. Well, they left him with the same accent. Or possibly Manuel's from Faulty Towers. But he seems to do that mm. thing that everyone does when they're doing an accent, which is... Uh, huh? But, uh, mm. that, 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 I, that, I don't that, do that. The salamander... Do you do accents? I hadn't noticed. I don't do accents. That's no. why. That's the problem. Or is it? And there was another bit where he was shooting people. He didn't aim at anyone, but he killed... He seemed to kill everyone. There's a shot where he uh, didn't really aim anywhere, but and then shot a few times, and everyone in the room died or something. He memorised where everybody was. Is he Robocop? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've seen the new Robocop. I have seen the new Robocop. Have you seen the new Robocop? I've seen the new Robocop. Yeah. We watched it at the same time. Did we? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that solves that problem. Then. <laughs> It was alright, wasn't too bad. I thought I watched it by myself. Me as well, don't yeah. I will do next it's time. Better than Robocop 3, I can tell you that much. I can't do Robocop 3. Then you've never seen it. Are you willing to bet? It's one with, like, a ninja and uh, and a girl who's good at computing. Or something. I bet I've seen it. I just can't remember. It's not good. I'm willing to believe that much. Okay. It's all that matters. And also, towards the end, this Mexican guy, uh, as the doctor's trying to get away to his TARDIS, he, he keeps, keeps him back for a bit to try and find out what's happening to him. 
But uh, and then he does that, and then ultimately the Doctor is captured by the Time Lords and changes appearance. So it's all his fault. Is my thing. And not Susan's. Not Susan's. Ultimately, everything in the universe is Susan's fault. Mm. It just depends how far you're willing to go back. Mm. But it all stops at Susan. Susan was there at the hydrogen inrush. So, what? I was just going to say, so, the what? So, on to <laughs> the war lord. He didn't seem yeah. to... Did, he just seemed to have got up from bed and not bothered shaving or washing or anything. Yeah, so he still had his, his felt beard. Felt beard and his greasy hair that was all greased forward. And half asleep, not knowing where he was. <laughs> it was like when he was inspecting the uh, the clamp thing that goes around for your head for deep processing. A processing? Uh, I don't think that came up much to it. Processing. Yeah. But when he was handing that, looking at it, what the hell is this? He's flipping it around as though he's never seen him before. So was he hungover or is that the thing? I think it was very much a hungover thing. Because I, I should know what this is, but I can't work it out. I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't go to watch some friends. <laughs> was that the friends thing? Yeah. Which you can't really hear because the warlord, the war chief and the security chief are bickering in the mm. background. He's like, shut up, I'm trying to watch Friends. <laughs> I'm going to hang over. As he's eating a bacon sandwich. Peeling off his felt beard. <laughs> See, tell you guys, it's the only way to eat bacon. Because he's got one of those like little hook bacon things. What hook bacon I things? I don't know. It's how bacon comes on planet TLP. What, like, it's hooking, it like catches on his beard, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. It's very obscure, but there you are. That's me. That's you. Philip Maddock played the uh, Warlord, and he was also in Crotons. thought I mentioned that, and he'll be in, in a few more Doctor Who's. But I think he was very good in this, as the Warlord. Apart from when he was asleep. Well, I, th- I thought that was good <laughs> that he wasn't, uh, he wasn't your typical evil <laughs> villain shouting all the time. He was very understated. Yeah, that was the other two. <laughs> the other two. No, well, the one was shouty, the other one was campy, and uh, yeah, he was sleepy. And apparently, they also chose the humans as they're the worst race, you know, to be yeah. in this army thing. Yeah, because they're far worse than the Daleks. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't use anyone after the First World War because they were too advanced. Although thinking about it, the last show. After the last row, it would have been cool to see some aliens. Just in the random zones. Random zones. Yes. Maybe, well, obviously, if, if post-World War One aliens or humans are too advanced, Daleks are going to be yeah. off the freaking charts. Why didn't they have the wars between the uh, Marmosets and the Adverts? I'm sure there must have been a war. Because that would be a stupid one, though. You would have the honey badgers for one. They're right bastards. Against Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> well, you know, you want someone else. You can't have Winnie the Pooh. You'd have Tigger, obviously. Well, it'd be Winnie and his army. <laughs> Who's in his army? Well, Tigger. Right. Tigger. And the rest are fucked up. It's just them two. <laughs> Winnie, Tigger, uh, the war chief. <laughs> And Paddington Bear. 
Paddington Bear. There's a Paddington Bear movie coming, did you know that? Yes, I, I have seen the uh, teaser. Paddington's teaser. Mm. I'm intrigued by that. Mm. It's just there. I'm not saying I'm going to see it, although I've got that card that gives me see cinema things per set fee every month, so I don't have to pay an extra. So <coughs> not be seeing Mrs. Brown's Boys. You're Mrs. listening Bo- to what? Mrs. Brown's Boys. The movie. There's a movie now. Yes. Oh dear God! How the hell did that happen? Mrs. Brown's Boys. The movie. I believe it's called. I'm gonna hide under a rock. Under what? A rock. A rock. Not the rock. Possibly the rock. On a rock. I'm going to sit on a rock. Could that be your address? Yeah. Kevin Drury. The rock. On a rock. <laughs> it would be if I did it. Okay, you're not doing it then. Not if I can evolve. You're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the beer interlude. So yes, we're drinking Abstract EB16. Mm. Yeah. It's basically beer brand by Brewdog. It's only brewed and released once. And they'll have 16 of these so far. Yeah. This one is a coffee-infused <coughs> Belgian quad. Mm. What does that mean, guys? It means... I'll it's... tell you what the first part is. It means it's infused <laughs> with coffee flavour. It's basically inspired by the the Belgian uh, the, the, the bells and the triples, but it's more intense in flavour, like the old pot noodle adverts. Yeah, intense. Mm. Those were bizarre. Those adverts. Yes, they were. Yes, the the pot noodle went insane for a while. Has <laughs> it, it stopped being insane yet? But yes, I think it's very nice beer. It is indeed very nice. I can smell the coffee. I do get a hint of raisin or something. Just because you've been watching Brewdog earlier. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm getting... Uh... But yes, this is very nice. It is. It's not quite coffee enough for my life. But it's still nice. I don't think I'd like it too coffee. There's only coffee that I like being coffee flavoured. Oh, I, I'm no, I like coffee, ice cream, coffee, no. cake. No, coffee in fact, I like the, No, uh, yeah, I prefer. In fact, I prefer all them to coffee. No, yes, I don't like coffee flavor. I do, unless it's coffee. I also prefer banana flavor to bananas. Banana flavor is gorgeous. I'm so like bananas. Bananas aren't gorgeous. Yeah. Anything like banana. banana flavor is oh, superior to bananas. That's where mankind has beaten God. But more often than not, <laughs> banana flavor comes in conjunction with milk. And milk is the greatest drink ever. Better than beer. Yeah. You heard it here probably second or third. So yes, oh yes, we chose this beer because it's Brewdog, they're a Scottish mm. brewing company, and Jamie's Scottish, shut up. Yeah. Since this would, was the last story, we thought we'd do yeah. it. Would you sticker it, yeah? I would. Yes, but I, I don't like stickering everything. We're not stickering everything. But just the last three. <laughs> the last three have been good. We've barely stickered anything before that, though. 
It's not my fault I've been buying really good beers. Well, stop it. I can buy some crap stuff next week if you want. Yeah. Although you're buying next one, then. Am I? Oh, yeah, then. Yeah. It's a secret. So, yes, so, so yes, we can I would, blame you for I, that. I would recommend it. Uh, you, you liked it. Yes, you, you'd have to be quick with it, though, because it is a very limited ones on the brew. Yeah, that's the only reason I wouldn't stick with it, because what's the point? Because it's not going to be available very much longer. School. Although you can still get um, number 14. I'm sure you'll still be able to get this in a couple of months' time. Maybe you probably get it on eBay. I wonder, can you? Probably. I mean, they do say it's ideal to uh, store and mature. And so I'm sure there's I'm plenty sure people of people buy things like this it. and then just keep them for ages, hoping they'll go up and down. But they're not um, inexpensive. Because well, this, this was yeah. 15 quid for 330 milliliters. Ah, that's more than, that's more than 440. Uh, in between 375. Mine was closest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I win. <laughs> So the doctor, as we found out today for the first time ever, showed up that he left the TLP because he was bored and he stole the TARDIS. Yeah, the uh, the uh, TLs, the bored him, he's bored, so he's going. See you later. And so this story was also the first time that the TARDIS returned to Gallifrey since then. TLP. That's what I said. <laughs> yes, so yeah, it will be his first time. First time we've seen it. Well, yeah, it's not, it's, well, we know he's never been back to Gallifrey's. We know he's never been back at TLP since TLP HQ. Was it HQ? Sure. Is the law courts the HQ? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut up, that's why. Patrick Trump's son, there was an American guard in this, David Trump. Was Just he now? thought I mentioned that. Can't say an artist did. Well, he wouldn't. I don't know what he looks like. Oh, yeah. He was the guy that, remember the, remember the uh, alien guy with the monocle? He was the guy who tried to, yes. who tried to be hypnotised by the one that didn't work. Yes, he got sold the uh, the, the, the Duff glasses. Yes. But he, we were talking the about guy he was trying to hypnotise was Patrick Trotton's son. He spent half an episode trying to hypnotise him. Do you remember who it is now? <laughs> it was quite funny, that's it. That worked eventually. You, I am your commanding officer. No, no, I'm resistance. No, I am your commanding. No, no. No, no. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm wearing my glasses. No, you're not. <laughs> Why is this not working? I'm wearing my glasses. That was a funny scene. And that's exactly how it went. <laughs> Who says it isn't? And you can't prove me wrong because this was a reconstruction, so don't bother watching it. Oh, we're still on the doctor. Yeah, there was a one point as well when the uh, the TLs had uh, trapped the doctor down. Team leaders, yeah. Yeah, the team leaders. <laughs> <laughs> what we fucking left planet of team leaders. <laughs> Fuck those team leaders, yeah. Ah, I mean, 
it, it goes to Jamie. There is no escape from the team leaders. Um, and then he goes around and goes, Jamie goes, what are you doing? I'm just trying to make a quick escape. <laughs> you lying bastard. And then and I remember the doctor when he was captured by the uh, warlords, the aliens. Yeah, that was a good bet. He was <laughs> like, uh, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> well, I had guns all over And as you mentioned in the uh, synopsis, Offering the quarks up as uh, one of the uh, worst of the worst of the evils that he was uh, reading the galaxy of. They are the worst of the worst. Yeah, just not in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not the worst. Well, they are, actually. They're, there are worst uh, Charlton uh, Second Doctor villains, as we'll get to in our next podcast, I'm yeah, sure. But they weren't evil no, they were anything. used by the uh, dominators, passive aggressive dominators. Yeah, yeah, he left that bit out. It was a fudging his story, really, the Doctor. Then. Yeah. Well, he obviously decided that they weren't very good. Well, they blew up, you see. So all there was only quarks that were left. It seemed a bit bizarre that apparently he fought them, fought them a lot in comics. The Second Doctor, the quarks. I don't know why. All they wanted was a hook. <laughs> well, that's why he, he left the TLP for that kind of shit. No, it left to get away from Susan. Well, yeah, she was wanting hugs all the time, so obviously left. He also used his sonic screwdriver for a reason other than screwing sonically screws. Yeah, it was like an accident, though, wasn't it? It was Zoe's fault. Yeah. She was like, why don't you use your sonic screwdriver? And he was trying to reverse a magnetic field. Yeah. So he did. He was like, what? You mean for something that's not a screw? How does that work? And, uh, yeah, so that begins. Yeah. By the time of the 11th Doctor, he uses it every five seconds. Yeah, he uses it to tie shoelaces. I think there should be... To walk. I think there should be some kind of intervention. Because he seems very addictive to his sonic screwdriver in the future. There was an intervention. It was called deadlock. (laughs) Didn't work. And, uh... There was another bit where the alien soldiers took him prisoner, as I mentioned in my synopsis. Mm-hmm. They had they broke into the base with the resistance and the doctor and guns and had everyone under their control and then kidnapped the doctor instead of just killing him. It seemed a bit bizarre, but there you were. And uh, things yeah. happen. And he was exiled to 20th century Earth. Could have been worse. Could have been exiled to uh, Susan. Exiled <laughs> to Susan. <laughs> It's not going to be good. He's, he's just pleased to be away from it. Who isn't? He's uh, not the best at undercover, is Jamie. No. No, he's not. No. As we found out. Why isn't he? Well, because... I know the bit, but I can't really remember what happened. Let's ignore that. Your turn. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, at one point where one of the uh, the TLs... Was it the TL? No, it wasn't. It was the the science lecturer, wasn't yes. it? Okay. Yeah, he was said uh, the reason he was holding uh, Jamie and the Doctor and the companions and everybody back was because they were unique and they all would be future leaders. But even Jamie. Yeah, even Jamie. And then later on the episode, Jamie uh, was put in charge of the resistance. So he was right. Yeah. There you are. And uh, Jamie's reaction when he got put in charge, like, you won't believe that was <laughs> It was like his birthday. <laughs> Maybe it was his birthday. Maybe. Uh, 
I sort of loved Jamie talking back to the Time Lords. That was good. He talks back to everybody. Yeah, but the Time Lords. Oh, well, they're, they're just some random nubbits from another planet. What planet? Uh, the TLP. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was quite good. But, well, we only saw the three Time Lords, didn't we? But, uh, yeah, he talked back to them. I was just like, yeah, he's Jamie. And then he left. Oh, the three other Time Lords. Yeah. yeah. And there was a great goodbye scene, I thought, with between the Doctor, Jamie, and Zoe. Quite touching, I thought. It is very nice, though. Yes. You, you, you heard Jamie's voice break when he was saying goodbye to him. And then we saw him later on in, in, back in his own time in 1746, because him and Zoe only remembered their first adventure with the Doctor. They were returned to their own time, and then they remembered nothing else. Yeah. And he saw a uh, red coach firing firing at him. And it was just like, see if he gets killed now, this is just going to be the most heartbreaking thing ever. But, I bet he did. But he did. Well, no, he's fine. I bet he did. I bet he did. He's not dead. He's dead. He's not dead. We know Jamie's crap at fighting red cards. No, we see him. No, he's not dead. Because, well, it all depends, you see. He was in uh, He was in the big finish audio with the yeah. doctor. He's been in a few. <laughs> so, he's alive. Zoe, on the other hand, got, we have a few notes for her this time. She did something. Yeah, well, men want, the men, the resistance men wanted to blow, like put explosives down, so whenever the alien time machines arrived, they would explode it and kill everyone and everything. Uh, and Zoe said no, for some reason. <laughs> because they'd all be dead. The enemy will all be dead. No, sh- no, they would all be dead as well is the problem, I think. Ah, it was a suicide blast. Yes. Yeah. Just don't think they were too intelligent to realise that. She also memorised all the pictures of the resistance leaders and who they were and everything. She's the Doctor's PDA now, apparently. Well, not for much longer. No. Although, uh, whenever that Mexican leader turned up, she was like, uh, she didn't know who he was. She was like, who are you? <laughs> it wasn't on the list. Maybe maybe it was just like the FA Cup in 1984. Oh, the accent confused her. Because didn't you remember memorise FA Cup scarf from 1980s onwards or something Never at done one that. point? Never <laughs> done that, forever. Using Darren Brown's magnificent hypnotism. Yes, I did that years ago. Yeah. Yes, and then it all went wrong. And I can't remember anymore. Yep, so maybe that's what happened. But it worked good, that much. Oh, so the best bit about Zoe leaving? What is the good bit about Zoe leaving? We saw the return of Nosewoman from the Wheel in Space. Yes, that does. Yes, because her nose, if you recall, Gav, it never lets me down. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I can't believe they got her back, but I can't. <laughs> it's not as if she'd be doing anything else. Not the Amazing Nose Adventures. No. Of Space Station 11. The Amazing Nose Adventures and the Amazing Adventures of the Slow Moving Ambulance. She could be the Creeping Nostril. <laughs> creeping Nostril? I don't see why not. I did like how uh, they had the old uh, shrinking room in this uh, half of Epistone. 
Or the one where the space-time machine dimensions were shrunk. And the uh, roof was coming down. A bit like... But they didn't have any spikes in it. Well, it was a bit like the way the Doctor took out the dimensional thing in the time middle. Only not as quick. Do you want to mention the Greek zone, vague zone? Or no? you want to mention the time machine's door? Yeah. The, the alien time machines were called Sidrats or Sidrats, <coughs> which if you, if you realise it's TARDIS backwards, which according to the novel apparently was Space and Intertime Directional Robot All-Purpose Transporter. So his real name is a, a Transporter All-Purpose Robot Directional Intertime Space. Not the TARDIS. Intertime on Space, yeah. Maybe. What are you saying that Susan... So that sounded rubbish, so I'm going to give it a new. Alright, so she didn't come up with a name, she just came up with what the anachronism stood for. Yeah. <laughs> we may have fixed this. And uh, the uh, the Sid, Sid Rat something? Hmm, something like that. I think it was only mentioned once. Mm. Yeah, they had, they had a really weird door system. It was it was like climbing out of a, a drawer. They were like filing cabinets on their side. Yeah. You, and you just slide a drawer out on its side and then you have to climb out at the top of it. But and they didn't really come out that far either. You have to squeeze out of it. A fat ball's going to... He's got time trouble. And then the... Uh, the the Gene Wilder had one, if you remember, in the story as well. And it was a, it was half of a... Uh, half of a machine. Well, that's a very labored Willy Wonka joke. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. Saying it was funny, I'm just saying it was very labored. Are you a doctor? Hmm? Are you a doctor? Yes. I'm a TL. I'll trust you. I am a TL from TLP, which is the it's his line in a rap song, I believe, the time watched it. And, and just one last thing, in the Resistance, one of the uh, people in the Resistance seemed to have a nightcap on. So Didn't I'm wondering, is he in, was he sleeping in the same place as the warlord? Maybe they were in league. In league, is that what they call mm. these days? Yeah. All gay. Can say in league these days. Well, I'm, I'm trying to bring it back. As long as you never bring sexy back, we're all fine. I think everybody's fine with that. On to the crooks. <laughs> yes. Were there no caves in this one? There were no yeah. caves in this. It's kind of boring, this no cave business. There will be caves soon enough. I predict caves in two episodes' time, in fact. But anyway, uh, what's your quote then? Um, my quote is uh, when the security guys are going after the Doctor and this sort of non-exchange between them two. Alert all time zones. I suggest we pay particular attention to the 1917 zone. Is that where they're going? I can't tell for sure. These master circuit rods could guide the machine to any one of the time zones. Well, where are we going, Doctor? Anywhere but the 1917 zone, Jamie. Which amused me. It amused all of us, Pam. And my quote is from the Doctor's trial, and it's his response to the time rules. And it goes thusly. You have heard the charge against you, that you have repeatedly broken our most important law of non-interference in the affairs of other planets. What have you to say? Do you admit these actions? 
I not only admit them, I am proud of them. While you have been content merely to observe the evil in the galaxy, I have been fighting against it. It is not we who are on trial here, Doctor, it is you. No, no, of course you're above criticism, aren't you? Do you admit that these actions were justified? Yes, of course I do. Give me a thought channel and I'll show you some of the evils I've been fighting against. The quarks! It's uh, interesting then how... It's uh, interesting how a lot of the things that we take for granted in the series these days are sort of leaked into this one. Like what? Like TL, TLP, TARDISes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Doctor and his relationship with them. Stuff of that nature. But yeah, I thought that the yeah. Thor games were really very good. Uh, Probably hope yeah, that we did overall. it over two. Mm. I don't think the second half was as good as the first half. I thought you were going to say that. Was, uh, the second half seemed a bit slower and dragged out a bit more. Well, the last two episodes I thought were very good. Probably repeated a lot. Probably the middle part repeated a lot. Mm. Of the, I mean, the whole ten episodes, I mean. Uh, but there weren't any uh, capture, release, recapture. In the fa- final five minutes. <laughs> Fortunately not. So then, next time you're doing science mm-hmm. on hypnotism, apparently. Yeah, that's the plan. And then after that, we're doing a short podcast of summing up the second Doctor and looking forward to the third. And then the third. Then I'm doing the synopsis for Spearhead from Space. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. And the quote comes from Jeanette Rankin. And it goes thusly. You can no more win a war than you can win an earthquake. Please uh, validate our resistance by rating, commenting or liking on iTunes. Discussion concluded. And I want you all to stay here and wait until they come.